Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of the No Words Barred podcast. This is episode number eight. We're getting up there, man. We're getting up there. Our baby's getting a little bit older. Uh, <laughs> Super good, man. Like we're, we're, we're pretty much on a roll right now. I know we had a little bit of a delay yeah. uh, over the week, um, but you know, we had uh, both had uh, exceedingly circumstances to, to take care of. So, But now right. I'm just glad to be back in it, man. Right, right. And of course, as always, this is Mo, joined by Chris Mack over in ATL. Um, I just want to say one thing to to, to uh, get this out the way, and you kind of touched on it a little bit. You know, we've been having some, you know, a lot of stuff happening in our, in our lives very recently. And um, just want to say what up, Pops. Uh, you know, he's dealing with some health issues right now, but um, I urge everybody to... Still, if you have not listened to uh, from a couple episodes ago uh, where I interviewed him for Father's Day, um, even though Father's Day is on gone, but the stories and everything that he is that he told in there. And um, I, I just urge people to listen to it if you haven't listened to it already. Yes, um, it's a fantastic. Listen, man. Yes. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because even though, you know, it was done in the tradition of the holiday. Right. Uh, there was still some just some great moments uh, and great stories, you know, to, to, to take from and just learning about your pop's career and, you know, how he was able to, you know, get through, you know, you know, playing from New York and going up all the way to Nova Scotia of all places. Right, to, right, right, right. To, uh, to have a, a pretty solid basketball career, man. It's, it's, it's really good. It was, it was really well done, man. Yes, definitely. And, um, which is a perfect segue in case you were living under the rock for the past few days or even last night. Uh, congrats to the Milwaukee Bucks, NBA yeah. champions. Um, you know, it's like their second championship. It's like a once every 50 year type of thing now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's the first, first title in 50 years, man. That's right. That's right. Um, I think overall it was, I enjoyed this finals a lot. Um, and it wasn't because of the fact that it was just two new teams, but uh, I mean, every game you there was, it was very suspenseful at, at every game um, that that happened in this series. And I do wish it would have went to seven games, but to be honest with you, the way I felt, there was whether it was Giannis getting a title or, or Chris Paul getting his first, um, you know, th- there was a lot to like in the series and all, and the outcome turns out to be great. And you know, I, I, it would be. It would be wrong for me to to not mention that you know rest in peace David Stern because yeah man what you what you've seen um, with Giannis it is it this is what David Stern envisioned when he um, started the whole you know bringing the NBA international and, and, and making a big emphasis on that um, especially making so much ground roads. Um, during the '90s, and of course, you had Jordan to help out with that. But uh, overall, even after obviously Jordan w- was retired, you know, David Stern definitely made it a big mission to have. You know, the NBA is a global; it's a it's a global thing. And when you have a person of Giannis's, um, you, you know, his his history, his national, his culture, and, and nationality. You know, even though. You know, everybody called him the Greek freak. He his ties are still down, you know, over in, in in I think Nigeria. So, like that's that was that's exactly what David Stern envisioned when he did this, 
And to see this happen, and it really couldn't happen to a nicer guy. You know, um, and I remember even before the season started, everybody was coming at his head because, you know, everybody was talking about the Bucks going to do this and this, and they never really got over the hump. Um, and then the whole speculation about, well, Giannis probably wants to leave because he's not able to do much over there, and they, they always falling short. And, and he decided, and I think at the press conference in the end, you know, he had said, like, you know, he could have went to somewhere and did his super team, but he chose to do it the hard way. He did it the hard way. and and yeah, you know what? It's a rarity where you see something like that. A guy winning a championship without having to join a super team. And that's no knock on LeBron or any of these other guys or or Kevin Durant. Um, but it's it's um it's a beautiful sight to see. And you know, and I know I, I and I don't know, what what do you think? Do you think this is gonna create a cause more of these players who want to just stay at where they at? These superstars now, not just, you know, whatever bench players or whatever or role players, but we're talking about the superstars. Um, do you think this gives them more of a incentive in their mind to want to just stay where they're at and build over there? Or do you still think that it's, this super team train, it ain't stopping anytime soon. It's going to keep on strucking along. Um, that, that really depends on the front office and how they treat their superstars in question. Uh, because, you know, for in Giannis' case, man, this was – you know, when you really want to think about how uh, the superstars in the last decade have been playing, you know, especially, you know, going through the trials and tribulations in the playoffs and trying and failing at a constant pace, uh, it, it at one some point, you know, it no longer falls on them. It has to go with the front office trying to make sure they build the right team around their guy to ensure that they go for a serious championship race or be able to compete for a title. Uh, and you're seeing that work in a positive light with Giannis and how that turned out, you know, resigning with the team with the old, um, the Supermax. Uh, then he bought in and committed to the city of Milwaukee and to the franchise. And the franchise and, and, and John Horse. Uh, he, you know, they paid him back in spades. You know, they went on and traded for Drew Holiday. Uh, they tried to go for Bogdan Badanovich. That, that did not turn out well, but they still figured out a way to try to tinker with the roster, bring in some signees. You know, Bobby Portis turned out to be like a great signing for them in the end because he was an X Factor in this final series against Phoenix. He, man, he. Wrecked shit. He was more of a destroyer. He came in, brought the chaos, brought a lot of energy. Uh, you know, sometimes he would get a little too wild, but, you know, they, they managed to reel it in. But he would put Phoenix in such a flux. And he turned out to be something beneficial for them. Uh, they also, you know, Boonhoser, you know, you know, much credit to him as well, even though I'm not really a big fan of his. The team, he he finally made adjustments this season. You know, throughout the season, they experimented trying to switch more, um, you know, um, rotating out their drop coverage, doing different things offensively and defensively to see what will work best, you know, when it came to, you know, big playoff situations. And it paid off for them. Uh, Drew Holiday, again, you know, he didn't have the best series, let alone really the best playoffs from an offensive standpoint, but he was so locked in 
defensively. It was like a masterclass watching him work, guarding Devin Booker and Chris Paul throughout these six games and really just being all up in their shirt. It had a couple of not just series-defining plays, but you could say they're league-defining plays. Like that mm-hmm. steal in the end of Game 5, it led to that game-sealing alley-oop with Giannis. Oh, yeah. It's going to be something that you're going to remember for years. Yes. <laughs> for years to come because it was one of those plays that, you know, that that a movie could, couldn't even write that. You know, it was, it was like it, everything just worked well for them. Chris Middleton coming up huge, you know, make scoring, making big shots in late game situations when they needed a bucket. You know, like this team, this Milwaukee team, man, like they're just will to survive throughout the playoffs was something that I noticed the most. And, you know, two years ago, they wouldn't be able to do this. They would have melted under the pressure of going down to 0-2. Definitely. They would have melted against – um, an Atlanta team like like that without Giannis when he went down, but they kept going. And, you know they kept pushing, and you know like I give them their due. They were the better team in the series against Phoenix, and Giannis Antetokounmpo was just unfucking believable, phenomenal, like, legendary performances. Like fifty points, fourteen rebounds, five blocks in a yeah. game ceiling win, a series ceiling game. And you, you just don't, that's the stuff that he did, did on both sides of the court. I'm like, man, it, it was just an unbelievable dominant display. You know, that's what you want out of your 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 franchise superstar. That's what you want. Like he came in clutch. Like it, 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 it funny. Some people thought that he was kind of point shaven because of all the missed free throws that he <laughs> that he had throughout the course of the playoffs. But he um, shot 15 for 19 in the in game six. That that he like, he was serious about this, man. That's that's all that matters. It, it, that's all that matters the most in any sport, regardless of what it is. It's all about what do you do when you when the pressure is at its highest, and there is no higher pressure than when you are in a championship series, and also in a game that you could clinch and win that title. There is no bigger there's no bigger stage that you want to be on on, on a professional level, uh, you know, in, in a sports league in North America or any league, really. But it, it's what you that's what you dream of as a fan of you having, a, the, you know, the, the personnel in the team, whether it is all the way up from the owner, general manager down to the coaches and even the players like you. That's what you want. That's what you ask for uh, the most out of any organization that you're a fan of and to see the, the the strides that this guy has made, just even if you just look at over as, as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, so far in his career and it's only been eight years, he's been in the league and dude is only 26 and he has, the dude has accomplished so he, he, damn much at 26. He, he has a hall of fame, <laughs> hall of fame resume already within right? his eight year career. Easily turning twenty seven. He's like he's not even in his prime prime. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> and he's a five time All Star, uh, four time All Defense. Yep. Two time MVP, Finals yep. MVP, NBA right. champion, Most Improved Player in twenty seventeen All Rookie Team. Yeah. And, like and he, 
Again, he still got what? 12, 13 more years left in his career, God willing. Yeah. And yeah. he dude, he could add some more accolades to his career. Like he could he could I definitely see him being top ten in scoring when it's all said and done. I I, I definitely could see him uh pro- probably like maybe leading the league in scoring. I could see him getting a couple of more MVPs. I could see him getting another NBA title. That's it. That's like, it. But he's already he's already certified. He's already first ballot at 26 years old. You know, his whatever legacy that they have or narrative that they made for him, he's done it. It's set. He got more chapters to write in this book. Right, right. And and you had also touched on, you know, you don't win a championship unless you have good role players and good and a good support uh, on the team and on the court and you know like like you mentioned um holiday man that dude was just there was just a couple of games where he was just blacking out man blacking out <laughs> and i knew last night that i know he started off the game poorly shooting wise but it was just only a matter of time of when he winds up getting in a rhythm and gets his you know and, and gets his feet ready and, and he just he came through in the clutch moments but it's just more so of his defense, like you said. His defense is the thing that pretty much was that that sealed everything. You know that that's yeah. I, like you said, that game five, that steal at the end of game five. Like when I saw that still happen, I'm like, all right. And I knew they were gonna win. I'm like, all right, I, I, I've seen enough. Like they're gonna win this. They're gonna wind up winning this series now. Uh, it, it just. It's just very weird, man. It's like those those first two games, Phoenix looked like they just had it all figured out. But then I don't know if it was just reluctance on Monty Williams' part, whether his coaching ability and the guys that he chose to play. Um, Aiton, he was Aiton was eating those first two games. But then they just like he just started stinking up the place. And it's like almost he became a little bit timid. And he's on a second guess, and then he's missing easy layups. Um, and then obviously getting in foul trouble too. You know, more than likely. Yeah, and, and and I remember I was speaking to my father about it, and he, one thing he had pointed out, you know, because at first, I mean, it, we didn't think about it in the first game, but Sarich being out and getting injured, that was pretty big. It was huge because you're, you're taking away, you know, a backup big man there, and, and so you're kind of forced to put. Aiton in there when really he shouldn't really be in there all that time, especially when, you know, Milwaukee decided to just, you know, have Giannis just go at him. He couldn't contain him. Milwaukee knew that he couldn't contain him. And it wasn't until the last second that they wanted to put Kaminsky in there. And Kaminsky really should have been in there way before, you know, get as far as the minutes that he got last night. Should have got way more minutes before um, game six. He should have had those minutes in game five evenly. Yeah, I mean, even. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's, it's you know, you can't. It's could have, would have, should have. And you can't think about that now. But, you know, um, they they were very smart. Very, Budenhose, like, I, I'll yeah. coach Monty Williams. But it, overall, it was an ex, it was exciting. And Bobby Portis, you mentioned him. And I have my, my views on him because he's a former bull player. And. You know, I didn't want him to win because we haven't won anything, and I, that's the selfish hey, thing. 
Hey, man. Hey, he, he was one of your best bulls, bro. Straight up. Like, <laughs> he broke Meritage's face, man. And he became a legend in my eyes ever since that day. Broke He's his face and broke his spirit. Yeah, man. Former wizard, too. You know, so, you know, he also got some love. So a win for him is a win for me. Right, right. You know, but now it makes you think about, you know, what what to make of Chris Paul now? What does he do? Does he stay in Phoenix or everybody's thinking like, oh, well, he'd probably go to Los Angeles. Like, I mean, I guess he could, but. Uh, <laughs> I go to Los Angeles. Yeah, right, right. And. <laughs> And, and obviously, like I said, we can't – injuries happen, but it, it really is a shame that a lot of injuries happen early on, though. Because um, it would have really been interesting to have seen the Lakers in Milwaukee. I mean, a lot of people was thinking that was going to happen. It was either going to be Lakers in Milwaukee or Lakers in the Nets. And obviously, that didn't come into fruition. But, you know, for what we got with these two teams, um, it was just – it was very exciting. But, you know – when you can't hold double-digit leads like that, like Phoenix was doing, um, eventually that's going to come back and bite you in the ass, and that's exactly what happened this time. But yeah, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the best team won. Giannis, it's not like it was a, a coming-out party. Everybody knew what he could do, but, man, like he just – he came out with uh, – I've I'm, I haven't personally seen him dominate like that before, and I can only hope that – this unlocks a different level in him to do this on a consistent basis. Yeah, because um, you know we were begging for him to do shit like this. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> he said he have it, and now he was able to put that on full display for the um, longest. And he, 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 man, he. That's why I was like, it's going to be scary watching him in the next ten years because he still got a whole lot left in his bag. <laughs> That we have yet to see. A hell of a he's lot. He's still learning. You know, and I'm like, he's still learning. And he's probably this great of a player. He is already this transcendent. You know, it, 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 I'm just I'm just looking forward to see what he could do um, going forward. I don't know if the Bucks are going to be able to repeat. Uh, I, I have them, of course, as uh, uh, contenders going forward. You know, Brooklyn is still waiting in the wings. Um, yeah. be better. The Lakers are still there, but honestly, I don't, I don't really see it for Los Angeles. I, I just don't. Uh, they're they're older now, and LeBron only likes playing with older teams, and he likes being around veterans. But that's the drawback of it, you know. They're all old, and Anthony Davis, you know, he he still, like, as far as I'm concerned, I don't care. He still has a lot to prove to me. Um. You know, even though he was excellent in the bubble, you know, I mean, we all, everyone's looking at the bubble is pretty skewed at these days. Right. Uh, and he still has an injury record. Like, I'm like, that That one year was, honestly, that was an anomaly for, um, you know, for, for ABA fans, for Lakers fans, watching his career. Like, he kind of goes down from time to time. Yeah. And, I, you know, if I'm a Lakers fan, I, I would be concerned going forward in the post-LeBron era about Anthony Davis being your top guy and seeing how long he stays on the court. Yeah, but as we know with any of these big market teams, man, whether it be the Celtics or the Lakers or even the Knicks, you know, they had a successful season in their own right. Um, those those teams, 
they never stay down for long. And even and even and even the Golden sure. State, even Golden State now, you know, we gotta oh, yeah. look at them as, you know, you can never count out Steph Curry. You can never count out Clay Thompson and, and Draymond Green and even, you know, all the other players in the God. You know, it, it, it's you can they you can never count them out. Can never count them out. And it's gonna be exciting to see. It's gonna be it's gonna be exciting what to to what unfolds in the off season. Yeah, and, we're two weeks away from a big move happening. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, we we gonna wait and see what happens with that, and you know, and of course, as that goes on, you know, we'll 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 touch on that stuff in the future, you know. But um, a lot of speaking of injuries and a lot of these players, you know, we noticed that a lot of these guys they didn't have a, they haven't had a break, which which yeah. also brings me to. You know, whatever players has been playing in the finals, and now they got to go all the way to Tokyo, you oh, know, okay. to be part of the Olympics now, you know, and <laughs> and that that U.S. team, well, the U.S. team needs a uh, Booker. <laughs> they need him. They they need him on that team. I, I will say this, man. It's going to be an interesting dynamic seeing you know Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton bring that championship DNA to the team that desperately needs it. And then they also have to team up with the man that they had to beat in six games right. to get that title. Like it's going to be very interesting seeing how that dynamic comes through with the rest of their peers, and them having to acknowledge like who's going to be the ace, who's going to be the, who's going to be the guy going forward um, for these Olympic games. Because right now, I don't think I think it's going to be Damian Lillard. It looks like it's going to be Dame. They they go to him. Went to make the big shots, so I figured like Damian Lillard's going to be the captain of the team, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and uh, and um, they're going to have they're going to have some balance now. Bringing in Middleton and um Holiday, yeah, but they desperately need it. Now Holiday is the closest thing to a uh, point guard that that the team has, and you know with a rotation with him and Dame. Or Middleton and Dane, you know, it, it provides a nice defensive backdrop for them going forward. And now they also have JaVale McGee, too. Keldon Johnson replacing Bradley Beal and Jeremy Grant due to health and safety protocols. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm liking this team a little more because of that. You know, like, they're going to be better defensively now uh, with what they have. And now they're also, there's not too many cooks in the kitchen. Well, uh, it's not. Does it look too top heavy now with um, mm-hmm. all the players that they have at the disposal? Right. I mean, it's not going to be easy. I no. still think it's going to be easy for sure. No, no. I still have them as my favorites to win the whole thing. Yeah, they still the favorites, but they're not dominating favorites. They're not like huge favorites by a landslide anymore. And the first you know. team playing is France. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It, it's I don't know like my expectations are kind of mixed for the team. It's like we know they had the capability of just you know if for all we know they just may you know knock everybody down. You know for all we know I mean let's let's not also forget you didn't mention them. I mean KD is on the team, so Kevin Durant's still on the team. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I mean it, it, yeah, and at, at that point you also have to consider that Kevin Durant he's probably not going to go full green light. Or go full takeover until it's playoff time. Or yeah, time, but knockout time, or you know when it looks like the, you know they really need him to go in. That's why I feel like um, Durant will be the one that will step up to the plate. And 
say that he's the dude. Well, she should be the dude. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm like, he should be the captain of the team. But, you know, I, I could go with, you know, Dame also being the voice of the team as well. Draymond is also being a voice. But they, they, need, they need to do something quick as far as, like, knowing who's going to be the guy to go for, who's going to be the dude that's going to be taking the shot when, it, you know, when it's nut crushing time. No, no, no. I, I, I think they're going to figure it out. And I like I said, I think they're going to be fine. It's just, you know, it, it just wasn't really uh, necessarily uh, encouraging to see at least how they started off. Now, you know, it looked like they started to gel together and get a better better hand of handle of, of you know everybody that's on the team and and, and, and you know where the spots they're going to be at on the court and stuff like that. As I said, like I I have like my expectations that like I know where they, what they can do, what they're capable of, but I would not be surprised at the end if they wind up losing or get upset by some other team. I I just wouldn't be shocked at all. Um, yeah, that Czech Republic game that just looks so dangerous. <laughs> right, right. It's the team playing down to your competition, and I want to. And, and that's no knock on the Czech Republic team. You know, I don't want to. You know. Make it sound like those guys—they—they're not putting it all, all out on the court, but uh, but but co- talent-wise, like yeah, it's you're not matching what the U.S. team is giving you, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but I like I said, I, you know, I watch the games. You know, I'm not thoroughly that that much excited about the Olympics in general, um, because it just seems weird that they're still actually doing this in the middle of a pandemic and. You know, stuff is rising and increasing over there. Yeah. Um, so many players, like even Zach Levine, you know, uh, you know, they had to put him in COVID protocol, whatever they want to call it. And luckily enough that he still will be able to go to Tokyo and join the team and be able to play. Um, and that's don't sleep on him. Don't no, sleep on don't, don't sleep don't sleep on my man Zach, man. <laughs> hey, man he, he's going. He's going to be. Hey, he's going to have some big performances too. Hopefully, you know, all they need is just. A strong eight points from him in a quarter, you know, to probably turn the game around, you know, because you know everyone's gonna have to share the rock. I don't think we're going to be going to get Hoodie Mello or Kobe thirty point performances here. No, to see that, but I'm like, come on, you know, it's, it's still it's a lot of guys that's going to be shooting that ball. You know, the moment I do see a thirty point game for either Dame Tatum or Durant, you know, that that's just going to be legendary. Right. Right. Well, let me ask you this, and I know since we're on the topic USA Basketball and Olympics, what would you say, and I know everybody likes to make that debate about the Dream Team and even the Redeem Team from years ago, but in your mind, which, and I guess it's kind of unfair to ask this, you know, which team, you know, was, which team was the more exciting team? And I know everybody could say, well, the Dream Team is the more exciting team out of both of those teams, but I had fun watching that Redeem Team years ago. I was alive watching that Redeem team. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I was so barely, I was just one year old. I was one year old by the time the, you know, the Dream team was really popping off. Uh, I was around as a fully formed, you know, teenager watching the Redeem team. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to be, you know, a little biased and just. You're going to say the Redeem team, team, right? Right, right. Yeah, because I, I watched them play. And they were fun as hell. And, too, yeah, man, come on. But yeah, Kobe Wade, um, Kobe Wade, LeBron, you know, Chris Paul, like that shit was great. You know, I did watch you know footage of uh, yeah, you know, team watch the right. documentary and all that. I mean, yeah. it looks awesome. I mean, that team as individuals watching them play, 
you know, throughout their careers, you know, watching like old footage of Torian and Magic and Bird, you know, like as individual play and throughout their careers, it's awesome. I just didn't get to see a whole lot of dream team basketball because they were blowing motherfuckers out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, the appeal back then was the fact that, you know, you know, the NBA players and we, we will never see a collection of Hall of Fame players on one team like that team, though. Um, even though the redeemed team is as close as you're going to get to there. Um, and, and that's no discredit to those other teams, you know, that, that played in between, you know, you know, those teams that had, you know, Vince Carter and, 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 um, and, and KG and, and all these other guys on there. Steve Smith. Right, right, right. You know, that's, you know, that's, there's no discredit to them. It's my dog. You know, but, um, I just think, and from my memory, I mean, I was like, what, Olympics 92? Yeah, I was like five years old. So, I mean, I, I remember it, you know, watching that. But um, it, but I, I agree that, like, in terms of excitement, like, I just, that, that redeemed team, that was, that was peak, that was peak Wade, <laughs> peak LeBron, <laughs> uh, Carmelo. Like, I mean, and, and Kobe, that's just, it's just sickening. And I don't know, I just feel like, you know, it, at the time, everybody was, you know, it was a given that they thought that they was going to win, and they wound up winning. But yeah. um, I, I, I just don't know if we'll ever see a collection of those type of players again. And I, I may be wrong. You know, it's kind of hard. It's it's unfortunate too because I really felt like, barring the pandemic, we could have got that in twenty twenty. I we really, we really had a chance to at least get some semblance of that. Uh, in 2020 with LeBron and AD, James Harden. Unsure about Katie. Um, unsure because uh, you know he was still nursing his Achilles injury. Kyrie would have probably still be hurt with his shoulder injury, but Steph would have likely done it. Uh, Draymond would have been there maybe. And Dane, like it would have been, like it would have been really a challenge, yeah, just to see who will fill those slots. But you know, but if Brian and AD would have been on the team for sure, that would have like kickstarted everything. Being having the ultimate collection of talent, but I don't know. I don't know. If we're going to get our generation of guys, you know, doing dumb redeem dream teams type of shindig here for a team USA. But I could see the next wave of talent doing that. You know, with Trey and Sion. John Morant, uh, you know, coming through and, and a bunch of other, you know, younger guys that are like being awesome. With Chris Middleton, there is that veteran support. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and you know what? And I got to give props to Chris Middleton. You know, we didn't really mention him a lot when we were talking See, about the I, I really feel like Chris Middleton should be Mr. America, like going forward. He should be on every <laughs> Team USA roster. Uh, up until his retirement, because you know he's just a quintessential glue guy. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. put him in any, put him in any team, and he would just fit. You know, he he could shoot the ball. You know, he could he could play make now. He could defend. Like, he's just a, a, a what do we call it? Uh, uh, uh what's it? Uh, a Swiss Army knife type of player. There we go. Right. So, uh, and he, he, and I feel like, you know, he should be, you know, again, you know, just a perennial Team USA captain going forward. Now, 
Okay, so so let's make a prediction right now. So for you, it does the USA basketball team, the men's, is it do they win a gold medal? Yes. Okay. Okay. I you know what? Even though I know what I had just said a few minutes ago, I still think they get a gold medal too. It just won't be as easy. It won't be as easy as the typical USA basketball team. Oh um, yeah. You know, it's just the rest of the world is better. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's thank you, David Stern, again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you also helped out the Olympics and, and, and the FIBA tournaments, you know, those international tournaments, um, the players now. And and it kind of reminds me of when um when I had was interviewing my father and I had asked him, you know, him, because you also got to think of it. Nobody really thinks of Canada, obviously, being an international, but it, it's, you know, yeah. it, ain't the, it ain't the U.S., but. Um, you know, when I had mentioned about him and, and how he was able to, uh, I guess kind of fuse the type of ball player that he was over here in the States, um, in New York, and then going up to Canada, learning the international game and stuff and how he was able to incorporate that into his game. And now you have more of these players that's on these other, you know, other country national teams, you know, these are NBA players now and, or, or soon to be NBA players or NBA caliber. Cause I mean, the way the, the league is today, you just never know who from international is going to wind up being join, joining anybody on, on in the NBA or in yeah. G, or, or in the G League or anything like that, you know. So to have that experience now, like that's that's only going to help. To me, I I love to see competition. I don't want to see blowouts. Yeah, same. You know, man. That's why this NBA finals is so good. Right, right. You <laughs> couldn't, you know, you couldn't script that. I mean, I guess you could have if it went to Game Seven, but um, you know, given given all the talent that was on that court, like yeah, I, I think the NBA is going to be they're they're in good hands. You know, it's not going to like, and you had mentioned you know how the league is going to look post LeBron um, is going to be intriguing, but I think there is more than enough talent out there, and the way the league is ma- made up. Um, it's going to just only create more fun, despite even though you're going to have those couple of teams or so that's going to be like those quote unquote super teams. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know. I, I wonder. Imagine if they did uh, at the NBA and the All Star game. Imagine if they had did that. You know, NBA All Stars against you know, like I guess a Team USA team. You know, I, I thought, and I know how the WNBA they did that for their All Star game. But I'm intrigued, yeah. you know, if the NBA had did that, like an exhibition game, how that would have turned out. You know, I, I would have loved it. As just, you know, like, think about it as like a substitution for the, especially like during the Olympic years, like have that mm-hmm. as an all-star game. You know, and I know that's not going to really totally work out because, you know, you got fans involved and everybody wants their players. You know, I, it, I can see where a lot of issues may rise from that, but. I, I personally would have been intrigued. It probably would have been more ego involved compared to, you know, that of the WNBA too. Yeah, because especially with a lot of these incentive-laden contracts that these players have that, you know, owners give these players, you know, to try to avoid really having to pay them whatever it is that, they, they're, that they're asking for because these owners will always be cheap regardless of how rich that they are. You know, but I don't know. Maybe we'll see if – 
if uh, the commissioner happens, if this happens to reach the commissioner, which is like a zero 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 percent chance, but if somebody happened to just hear this and, and bring it to the commissioner's ears a little bit, just to, since they want to tinker and do different ideas to engage more people to be interested into the NBA product, which is even crazier even to say, you know, given how you know powerful the NBA is now and their their stance, you know, uh, as far as internationally is concerned, uh, you know. It just would be a nice thing to see, I think, you know. But who knows? Who knows, man? Maybe ten years from now, somebody will have. Maybe they'll do that. Right now, it's just not. It's not going to happen, though. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, what could dream, right? That's it. That's it. You know, is there anything else that uh, besides while we're on the topic of Olympics? Like, is there any other thing that you're looking forward to the most during the Olympics? I mean, I know personally, I'm not going to really watch everything in the Olympics. Um, but I mean, I'll watch the gym, gymnastics, whatever I would. I'll always watch track and field. I'll always watch those. I mean, track and field, obviously that's, that's number one for me. Um, but, uh, but soccer too, uh, unfortunately, like the, the women's, um, us team, they started off their campaign pretty bad. They got demolished by Sweden three zero in, uh, their opening group stage game. So, uh, yeah, they're already on the bad foot right now. They have to win their game against New Zealand, um, or else they're toast. But uh, yeah, they're you know they're, they're they're the major favorites coming into this, and you know, and now they are. Uh, yeah, they they got shot. I wouldn't say it was much of a shocker per se because Sweden's a pretty good team, but the, just the way they were dismantled uh, that that would that would surprise a lot of people. And um, but yeah, it it, it might be a wake up call for them. Hopefully they're able to get it together soon. Yes, uh, but uh, other than that, yeah, uh, I'm also interested in seeing if they're still doing the breakdancing event. You know what? They, I totally well, forgot about skateboard that. Again for the Olympics, so but you have the Olympics happening at the same time as the X Games, which makes no damn sense, right? Because normally the X Games, you know, you would have like the guys that normally would have done that stuff that they would be involved in Olympics. I don't know. I like you said, man, yeah. change a lot of stuff, and then. You know, obviously, no people are over there during during the Olympics, and you know it's know, it's going to be kind of weird, man. It's it's going to be very weird, but I'll still tune in anyway because really, what else are you going to watch at this time of the year? Like, you're not really going to watch any baseball. You know, it's just it's always it's always like that during the summertime anyway. Like baseball is just yeah. like it's just there. Nobody's really going to become really engaged with it until September. You know, when dependent races occur. So, you know, it's just I personally think they should have just, you know, shut it down, not not do it. But, you know, I'm just only one person. You know, that's you know, hey, hey, man, you know, that money talks, man. There's always so much you can do. Always, man. Always. Speaking of the person that got the bag and they didn't make it to Olympics, like Shakari Richardson, she's in her bag now. Like, yeah. Like whatever it is, like it worked out. It has worked out for her so good now. It's like everybody was making thing about her not being in there, but you think about all these athletes, and these athletes are still getting COVID over there. Yeah. So you know, on one on one side of the coin, you could be disappointed at the fact that a person like her, and there's other people too, you know that that would have, you know. You would have thought they would have done great over there. You would have would have been must see TV, but um, she's 
she's doing she's doing pretty good, man. Um, I'm I'm sure you saw the her new commercial with Beats, and yeah, with brand new music from Kanye West. Oh, yeah, boy. it's just like so. You know, I guess uh, the rumors are true. Um, he I, I he's supposedly dropping sometime this weekend. Yes, that's yes. what I'm here. Yes, he has a listening party going on tomorrow at the Mercedes Benz Superdome, which is claimed yes. is sold out. It's 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 I don't know. Is it at the Superdome or is it at Mercedes Benz Stadium? Because I hear that he was going to have one in Atlanta. Okay, so whichever you see, so a lot of times they get mixed up. Like, see, that's why I don't like these arenas with different. They're owned by the same company. It's like with um Miami and, and Dallas. American Airlines Arena and then American Airlines like like center like what's you could get easily mixed yeah. up between those two. I thought it was you know what maybe it's the Superdome. I don't know. I, I thought it was I thought it was the Mercedes Benz uh Mercedes Benz Arena in um you know what? It's probably yeah, it's in Atlanta. It's in Atlanta. Yeah. It's in yeah, it's in Atlanta. So um um no, I won't be there if that's what you're going to ask uh but I'm interested in seeing how it goes. I'm, I'm sure. I'm certain that we're going to find out how the listening party goes um, on our timeline because someone, someone from this city is going to go. Well, well, you don't have to do that. If you have Apple Music, then you get to see it. Oh, yeah. That's so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to find a way to get a get a um, a viewing service of that somehow because I don't have Apple Music, you know. So. Uh, uh, I'm well. I would say I'm surprised it's not on title, but it makes sense why it's not on title. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> we, we listen. I think him and honestly, though, I really feel like him and Jay. They they are cool. Um, but you know, Jay's always going to do his stuff, and Kanye's going to do his own thing. Like respectfully, they're just going to do their own thing, and and which is fine. It's cool. Um, I, I'm just intrigued to to, to hear. I mean, based off of that one song that that played during that Beats commercial, um, I mean, it sounded good. I, I I just, man, here's my thing about Kanye. He's like a he is a, he's a guilty pleasure because at, on, on one side it's like you 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 always have kind of like a soft spot for Kanye musically. You always have. I gotta yeah. make sure I got it. I gotta say musically because outside of that, yeah. I could care less. I, I, I don't want to hear anything from him outside of music. And that's not on some like shut up and dribble type thing, but it's just, I'm just tired of the shenanigans of, of the stuff outside of, of music. And, yeah. you know, you, we always, you always got those people that Kanye can't do no wrong in music and majority uh, and a big portion that you, you can make an argument that you're right. Like he doesn't like he's Kanye is still a, a plus phenomenal producer like that. That's never going to stop. Um, and, you know, I, and I always felt personally like after, um, you know, my Twisted Dark Fantasy, uh, and all his works after that has been mid to me. And there are people that will always say like, what? You didn't love Jesus? No, I didn't love Jesus. I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't. It had a couple of great songs on there, but I just wasn't, I wasn't excited. I remember days where I used to be, excited at the prospect of Kanye putting out new music and new album. And I think it's because of the fact that you kind of can't help but to let those outside stuff goes on, you know, whether his political stuff or, you know, him dealing with Kardashians and stuff like that. 
um it's very easy how that could like kind of ble- bleed into your view of Kanye but musically the guy is in many ways unfuck un- unfuck with both <laughs> I'm getting tongue twisted here unfuckable there you go yeah yeah, yeah there you go <laughs> uh, my speech needs to get better oh uh, but it, it, as far as in that realm, yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm always going to be curious to what he puts out. And for all I know, this may be, you know, I, I'm not. Ex- I will never expect the quote unquote old Kanye. Um, but that doesn't mean that he cannot put out something that, it, it, whether if it's something different now, doesn't mean that he can't put out a, a, a high quality album. Um, I don't think anybody really seriously thinks that he can't do it. It's just a matter of if he can, like if this new album coming out this week, if it'll be that anything better, in, at least to my judgment, than the previous few years that he is, um, as far as albums concerned, with the exception of Watch the Throne. But that is that wasn't, you know, that was one of those albums that uh, you can't, <laughs> That, that that's i'll even listen it to to this day in, in in the gym you know um it's just one of those albums that you just will never stop playing in rotation yeah that's for um, sure man but you know i i got apple music and i'll be listening to it at eight o'clock tomorrow and we'll see what happens come from it you know i don't know if he's gonna have any features of anybody on there um I really feel like um, if if Drake was really petty, he would put out the album tomorrow or this week too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, just take take a note from Beyonce and just out of nowhere just drop, you know, his album. Like, right? wouldn't that be something? I think that that I think that would be exciting if he decided like, oh, it's just word? almost like the almost like the JC Nas thing where yeah. it was like Nas when he's on the verge of releasing something, Hove just went up him with a track of his own or album for himself. Right, right, right. Because I feel like if Drake puts an out puts out an album, um, let's say Friday, right? I could guarantee you Drake is probably in a studio right now rapping something about Milwaukee Bucks and Antikanupo. I could promise you that he's rapping. <laughs> I, I I don't I listen, I don't know what uh, the accent of a person from Greece how it sounds like. Um I haven't been around a lot of Greek people to, to determine that or even have an opinion on that, but if Drake is able to mimic a a Greek person's accent, he's going to use that on a song. <laughs> he, he is he he will purposely delay the album just to do one track with some type of a grease a lot of grease references or whatever the case is granted you know i could see him and like rick ross doing something another song together uh talking about grease and, and i mean they already grease. have they already have two separate songs talking they, about grease so. they do yeah they do they do right right but you know Two, who says you got to stop at two? I guess when it comes up to them, uh, it's true, true. You know, uh, but I, I'm not excited about it. But I, it's just more of a level of intrigue, and see what happens with that man. See what happens. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, I know uh, is this is officially supposed to be uh, um, Donda? You know, the album that he named after his mother. Right, uh, it's late mother. So uh, I, I'm, a, I have a feeling that he's he's intended to make it every bit as good as possible. Uh, I'm unsure if he's still like 
going the route of using like the the Sunday service um, gospel band, you know, as part of his music now. So um, uh, it's going to be interesting seeing, you know, what approach he takes to this album here. Uh, but like like you, um, I am not really excited. I am intrigued. Uh, I will be listening, of course. Uh, yeah. You know, because, you know, yeah, like you said, there's just a, you know, the, 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 uh, a pseudo Kanye sympathizer in a way. But I'm, I am I still say I'm, I'm a fan of his music, uh, you know, pre A. Right. Because I, I was a fan of, I was a fan of Jesus. I really enjoyed that album a whole lot. Uh, do I say it's like his best album? No, no. It's just one of, the, one of those albums that I really like that probably is going to be mimicked sometime, like within the next five years, if not now. Uh, but with, with, with this record here, um, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see how it, how it plays out. Uh, did you, it, huh? I, I don't mean to cut you off, but did you see that, um, video that was put out a couple of days ago with him going at Chance the Rapper? Oh yeah, that, that that I think that video has been out for a while. Um, I, I mean, it's but, new to me. Yeah, yeah. It's new to me. But, but it's yeah, it's been out. I think it's been out for about a year or so. But really? yeah, but every time I every time I see it, it just does feel new. Like man, I don't think Chance said anything ever since that incident when the video leaked and shit. Like he's been quiet as a fucking mouse. <laughs> hey, listen, man. Because I Kai, see- Kai, 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 Kai really buried the shit out that boy. He really did, but you want to know something? As like as a man to man, and I told some of my friends this the other day. If any of them was to come at me like that, I they that like there is no there's no other words that's gonna be said. Like we it's gonna be a fade on sight. Like I'm th- like I'm fading you on sight because as a man, like I ain't gonna let some other dude talk to me like that. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. Like, no, I mean, well, you know, I mean. It's not the first time Chance has got hoed out before like that, so you know it just. <laughs> You're right. This is <laughs> so so for. I mean, and he's probably still. He looks at Kanye as an idol, man. So he's probably going to take a lot of verbal abuse from, <laughs> no matter what, you know, just to be you know be on his good graces. Yeah, you know, but I mean, I still personally think that some. I I, I just don't. Yeah. I don't fuck with that, man. Like, don't don't be coming at me like that. If you want to have, like, regardless if you're on, off your meds, on your meds, or whatever the case may be, you, you, you ain't going to come at me like that. I'm sorry. Like, not that's not going to happen. You know, but, you know, that's, like you said, there's a lot of people that, that you know, they, they owe careers to, they owe their careers to Kanye. And I guess from Chance's standpoint, I mean, I don't know what's in his head, but, um, I guess he's just like, you know what? I'm just gonna take it on the chin and and and, and just roll with it and, and and blame it on his meds. And even though you don't spaz out to somebody like that, regardless, and, and that's inexcusable. Um, it's just nah. That's that's just a nah, man. That ain't gonna happen to me. Uh uh, uh-uh. like he would. <laughs> I, I I don't know, and I'm pretty sure stuff like that happens in the studio yeah. on a regular. But, you know, with a lot of these yeah. artists, I'm pretty sure it does. But it's just the fact that when you see something like that, and there's like footage of it, it's just it's an unsettling feeling to me. Yeah, yeah, well, but you know, you know, you never know until you're in that situation, right? Never know, never so, know. Right. Uh, like it, it again, it's like a lot of reputations on the line. You know, 
are doing that shit because Chairs could have spashed out on him. He could have. He could have got blackballed. Yeah. You know I mean, he could have been prior. You know, we, we really never really know about like industry shit like that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, but if you're know, from a man to man standpoint, yeah, Kai should have got a two piece. With a side. Two piece with a side. For sure. Or he could have gave him the Giannis special, the 50 piece. Oh, with the half sprite, half lemonade. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just, um, I said, man, I, it, and, and it's also post divorce Kanye, too. So it's like, I, I just don't know. I don't know what to expect. I, I, I guess I expect craziness, but at the same time, I want to, you know what? I don't, I want less of Sunday service and I want more of just rapping. I, I want more of rapping from him because. I really feel like I mean he can still throw down bars if he if he really wants to. When he, I mean we've seen Kanye motivate the hungry Kanye is like psh, phenomenal, um, and I and I guess maybe in the past few years, to me that's why I, I kind of felt like his albums just like eh, whatever because it just seems like to me like it, I'm not saying that he doesn't put effort 100 percent in his music, but it just didn't come off as the same way as those first you know three or four albums that he had put yeah. out you know that's that i just i look for that i mean mm. i every we all look for different things and with different artists and albums and stuff like that but um for me personally i i, I just i could just see the difference in and the, just the hunger and the drive because you think about it you know a lot of these rappers their first like their best albums come early in their careers you know it, it's and it's because of the fact that, you know, they're trying to, you know, trying to make a name. They're trying to get their stuff out there. They're trying to hold a position of dominance or future dominance. And the one person, I, you know, I get that's why I give Drake credit. And, you know, I know a lot of stuff that he does, whether it's stealing from other people's styles or whatever. But uh, that man, you can't deny that that dude is constantly putting out. Them hits after hits after hits, like dude, still he, he still has that hunger inside him, man. I don't know how much longer Drake is gonna do that, but um, it's we'll see with his next album too how that turns out. Whenever that does come out. Oh wow, yeah, uh, what, I'm, yeah, I, I'm wondering what how it's gonna change now because it's been, because it's been nearly seven months. Since he announced that it was going to come out in January, and it has been pushed back now, right? Like, what, what, what? How the album has changed? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, so we got to figure that out. Like, what, 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 um, what, what, what sounds will he use incorporate now? Because you know, there's so much has happened. You know, within the past year, exactly. Uh, you know, features that he will bring in. You know, mm-hmm. different themes. New references say me like yeah so you probably going to rap about Giannis Antetokounmpo now yeah probably going to rap about you know dating Amari Bailey so mother oh god, oh, god. <laughs> he's definitely going to be having a bar about renting out Dodger Stadium on there man you got to get ready for that yeah yeah you know but uh while we're before I wind up forgetting uh to mention and talk about this um uh when we're on on music um. Uh, obviously, we have lost a, a hip hop pioneer. 
uh, very recently in uh, Bismarcky. And yeah. man, that one hurt. That that hurts, man. That hurts. And and you can see just with a lot of people and just in general. I mean, majority old heads, you know. Um, yeah, man. From that from that time period. Uh, but still, though, like, dude was, you know, he's he's. I, I remember he did um he did DJ uh I think during Obama's his first term, that inaugural party that they had. He uh from what I from what I read about I. I and I had forgot about it for a while that he had DJed that, and, and oh, wow. he was yeah yeah like he was he was his he, Bismarck he had a great he had a great mind for music and I don't know if you saw Questlove's um his tribute to him the other day and how how Questlove was stating that you know so much of the stuff that he did as far as his knowledge of music like there was a lot of things Bismarck he put him on and and a lot of lessons that he had taught him over the years and the dude everybody you can't find one person that had anything bad to say about Bismarcky man um the dude was just a he was a lovable figure and lovable character and yeah i mean timeless songs that he made i mean obviously everybody knows about just a friend you know uh-huh. um, you know the vapors uh, and there's a couple other songs that he did. And also, um, I had pointed out the other day on Instagram, um, I forgot what song it was. Um, but for people that are very, you know, um, that they have a good memory of like living color. Um, you know, everybody kind of remembers the heavy D, you know, the songs that he did like the first two seasons, but yeah. That, and, and then, and him rapping on, and you know, he did rap on the theme for every season, but the beat, that was used in from season three, maybe it was season three, season four. It came from a Bismarck song. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, 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 man! Like it, it came, it came from Bismarck. So I, I gotta look for the song again. Wow! I, I, I didn't know that. I thought, yeah. I thought it was like a, a original beat that was done. Nah, for the show. Nah, man. Like he, yeah, yeah. His song, um. I, I gotta look for it again. What it was? Uh, there is something for the radio. I believe that was a song. There ah. is something for the radio. If you listen to that song, you listen to the beat, especially like the first 15, 20 seconds of it. That's like that's a living color right there. <laughs> it's just whatever they did, and then Heavy D did his rap on there. But yeah, little known fact for people in case you didn't know. You know, oh, interesting. So go ahead, and listen to that song now. That I told you about it. <laughs> All right, I'll definitely give it a listen to after this uh this this recording here. Yes, yes, but um, but again, man, rest in peace to him. Yeah, um, rest I, in peace I, to Bismarcky. I kind of, I kind of like regret that I wasn't at the uh, Art of Noise show that they do over here. And when he came to Richmond, I think it was like 2016, 2017 or something like that. Um, which those shows are. Uh, those shows are great. I don't know if you've ever been to one of those over here. I can't remember. I've been to Art Noise show. Uh, where, where, where were those located? Were, they were near Browns Island, were they? No, they were originally. There, a lot of them happened at the National. I know there was one of them that happened at Broadberry, um, but the the ones that they have done this year so far have been at Browns Island. Um, I'm actually actually got ticket for that uh, for September 5th. Um, as a matter oh, wow. of fact, so and the last one, the first one that I went to was about 
maybe about uh four years ago or so like that and mc light came out um for that and i mean i lost my mind because you know i if anybody knows me i am i am a old school hip-hop head to begin with so you know anytime i hear or, or see get to see any of these artists live i i, I cherish you because you know these people are not really touring like that you know to begin with um so when you see those guests like that you, you just take advantage of it and and i don't know i don't know who they're going to bring out uh for the one in september um i can't remember who they brought out for the last one over here but now they're traveling though now they got they they've been visit they've got a couple in charlotte um uh that they have done I think they have in one in that in Atlanta also, but I'm not entirely sure about that. I, I I'll let you, I'll let you know if, if I see one that they're doing in in Atlanta. But if they do and you haven't been to one, I, I do encourage you to, to go witness that live at least one time. It's a great I, time. No, check that out, man. Yes, 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 indeed. And um, you know, not to not to dive away from the music stuff now. Um, and to dive back into sports and stuff, uh, this was also a pretty big week for the, the world of sports entertainment. Um, more specifically, on a Friday was the first time that they, outside of that, you know, WrestleMania, but um, that they actually had crowds showing up to a live event, a TV event. Oh, yeah. SmackDown. And man, we've been talking about this for the longest for the past few months. Like, you know, what can we expect? We don't know how that's all going to turn out. And so far, so good. Um, it has turned out to been to be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah to quote my um, quote my good buddies at the A Show, J Five and Meals, man, the power's back for WWE. Like uh, it is like the crowds, uh, they just already you know giving the show. The kick that it needs, like Money in the Bank, uh, probably wouldn't be as good as a pay per view if it was if it wasn't for that audience in Fort Worth. Oh, definitely. Like, and the event was a great. So many of the matches. It was a it was a great show. One of the best pay per views I've seen all year. Yeah, yeah, man, definitely, definitely from top to bottom. Uh, it, it definitely kept you interested. You know, and, and, and I'll admit, you know, a lot of the shows uh, this year. Or during this whole pandemic period, you know, a lot of them are missed out on because, well, I, you know, it's just, I, I just couldn't. It was hard to watch, so, man. Yeah, and I just couldn't get invested into it. And I just felt like they were just, the product alone, it, it felt like there was, like they they it, they kind of experimented with a couple of stuff to see how it turned out. And there was some good stuff and there was more bad stuff than good stuff. Yeah. Um, but the, 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 the main things that, that, they worked on a lot, and Roman Reigns, what he's done with on SmackDown, the, the head, head of the table, which is to this day I still say it is his best character he's ever had. Yeah. Um, and then you got Bobby Lashley, like just a kick-ass champion on Raw. You know him, him with the him with MVP, and it sucks that the Hurt Business is no longer you know a, a, as a whole. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it sucks, it sucks for Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. He, 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 uh, I mean, Cedric has got a little something going on, but man, he's that man's been toast ever yeah. since he just pulled pulled him away. I mean, they had they had something nice going on with her business. They did, they did. But I think 
for me with Bobby Lashley, and for a while I, I remember seeing that they was doing some well, MVP was having him, you know, they had these segments with these women and stuff like that, you know, like they're they're big celebrities and stuff. But then that go home show, that go home promo for from Bobby Lashley, when he was just pissed the whole night last Monday. And MVP interviews him in the ring, has all the girls and stuff like that. And he's like, nah, man. Get like get these girls out the damn out the ring. Like, get all this stuff out the ring, man. And he's like, I'm losing my focus. Just because he lost a Kofi. He's like, <laughs> he's like, nah, man. Fuck this shit. I, I ain't I ain't dealing with this losing anymore. I'm just gonna go back to the, the regular scheduled program and just beating the living hell out of anybody that comes my way. And man, did he beat the living hell out of Kofi on Sunday. Oh yeah, man, she destroyed him. It felt like a squash match, man. And it, 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 it but it, it was, was. <laughs> it, but it was, but it was a great squash match. Like that's what you want. Like it, if for anybody that felt like he had lost momentum and he had like lost his like dominance, he reestablished it on Sunday, for sure. And I, and that's what I want to see. Like there is just certain wrestlers where I could, I'm cool with them having like you know like a character a certain character, whatever, to try to become, like, fan-friendly or pander to whoever. But sometimes you just need that one wrestler, that one champion. And all he's about is just, I'm going to kick ass, and I'm going to just run through you, and nobody's going to stop me. Nobody's going to tell me any different. And that's who Lashley is. Now, Reigns does it in a certain way, you know, what he's doing on SmackDown, but... It's just like the two different dynamics. And the storyline, and first of all, I want to go out and say that I call this months ago what was going to happen with this bloodline storyline that they've been going on with, with, uh, with Roman and the Usos. I've, I've said what was going to happen, and I wish I had a, clip it, a clipping uh, of what I said months ago about the direction where they was going to go with it. And lo and behold, and I think mm-hmm. I also said at some point, at maybe, and I think I said it at SummerSlam, but it doesn't matter. I mean, we're only just, you know, a month away from it. But with the Usos eventually getting the tag titles and the, 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 was it? The, the, like he's, was he's the WWE or, or, or the, or the world? He's a universal champion. Well, he's a universal, universal champion. Okay. Yeah. Universal champion. Right. And the fact that all the, you know, tag titles and, and, and the main title lies with them, like that's, it is only making this storyline even greater. Like the character arcs going on. And despite, which one, is it Jimmy or Jay that's always having his DWI, you know, uh, arrest uh, well, and stuff? It's, uh, it's, it's Jimmy, but, you know, both of them has had a history, but Jimmy's right. the one that's been more recent. Right, right. And I'm actually shocked that they, you know, it almost seems like they just brushed that to the side and like, no, we're just going to continue on with, at, at, you know, the plan as usual. We're not going to reprimand you or maybe not right now. Who knows? You know, because the, the company is very funny like that when it comes up to making an example out of you when you're doing some dumb shit outside of the company. You know, but uh, it was, I, I personally enjoyed, I, I'm glad that type tag child the titles now the champions um and i'm telling you right now man it's only leading up to the, to the inevitable breakup and i still am calling it war rumble they're gonna lose a title 
and it, or, or Reigns is going to lose a title, and it's all going to be because of his Hollywood cousin. I'm telling you that that's, that's what it's going to come down to. Although I am very intrigued with Cena coming back um, on Sunday, and it wasn't really big of, so much of a big surprise. I mean, it was kind of like rumblings going on about it. Uh-huh. But but um, I'm excited. I'm happy. It was like one of those moments where I was happy to see Cena return. And, and you know, him and Reigns, I don't recall a really a bad match between those two. Can you? I mean, they only had one match together. So really? I thought they great. had only one match. They had one match together. It was um, you know, they faced each other at, um, at No Mercy. I can't remember which year it was, though. But yeah, they had a they had a singles match against one another. It was just a battle of pride, and um, Reigns won. But it was I a great match. I could have swore they've had matches before, but maybe not in where like maybe it, in Reigns tag maybe, matches. They had tag maybe matches tag matches. Like that, I guess. Yeah, but uh, but that, they only had one single match to my knowledge. Ah oh, man, and maybe that's why. Maybe that's what my memories all mixed up because I get. They they face so much times against each other within tag matches that I I, I guess I kind of thought that they had faced in a couple of more single matches before then. But if this is only going to be their second major singles match, I mean, kudos to WWE for keeping them apart and allowing. Still, it still feels kind of fresh between yeah, those two. It really does. And you really think about all these years has gone by since. You know, the shield was first introduced and you know, and all the pushes that Reigns has got. And of course Cena will always be Cena. I really would have thought that they would have had more matches by now already. No, but, man. Um they did they did a really good job of I mean, in some ways they, they were forced to do that because, you know, Cena was always away. <laughs> you know, being the Hollywood type now, you know, and they it pretty much had no other choice but to just keep those two separated until the time was right. And boy, the time is just right right now. It is perfect. It is perfect right now. And especially with the crowd, you know, how, how the crowd reacted great to, to Cena coming back. And um, even on Monday, you know, that raw, was it to me, did that raw feel like a, a, a after WrestleMania day after WrestleMania raw? Uh, yeah, it, it kind of did. Like you know, just uh, you know, just having the crowd back, you know, the first night out there, money in the bank, and plus the debuts and the extra surprises that came through, and also the big title change with Nikki Nikki Ash, almost a superhero, huh? Crom cashing in on Charlotte, yeah, right. it, it felt like a big show, you yes. know, and well, you know, it had its moments. It was chock full of moments, and I believe SmackDown is going to be more of the same too this week. And it's, I feel like it's going to be like that all the way up through SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. Even though I was kind of hoping for a uh, um a Rollins and Reigns match at SummerSlam, but it looks like um Rollins will have his hands tied with Edge now, which that should be an interesting match in itself. So if that's the direction that they're going to go, I think that's a pretty damn good direction myself. I think so. Um yeah. that that SummerSlam card is going to be stacked. And now we can only just hope that they keep the momentum going from how everything that has transpired over the weekend and on Monday, you know, mm-hmm. all the way to there. And I think they're able to do that because still, like you, like we've said many times, it's that crowd. You know, the crowd is going to be so engaged within 
I'm going to be intrigued to see how everything turns out after SummerSlam because I think now we've kind of been accustomed how they kind of build up to WrestleMania. Before it used to be, you know, in the beginning, it used to build up to the next WrestleMania at the World Rumble. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. it seems like they pushed it back to Survivor Series. And now they're pushing it back to SummerSlam. And I always felt over the course of just my memory of just watching, you know, WWE, WWF, you know, I always felt like SummerSlam was the perfect spot to build up for WrestleMania anyway. And uh, I mean, it, and this is, I, yes, it's the second most show of the year. Well, well, yeah, now it is, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, even then, you know, in, in the early 90s and even during the Hogan days and stuff like that, you know, it still was more so, granted, it was a different type of dynamic storyline wise and a lot of stuff, but I always felt like back then, War of Humble, like that was the, that was the main, that was the second major show. And I still say that's a second major show that the company has. Oh Some, yeah, SummerSlam. Yeah, the, Rumble, yeah. the Rumble sells itself, right? But right. I feel like right, SummerSlam feels like you know another WrestleMania in its own right. And then uh, having, within, and the, like, within the last decade, within the last decade or so, uh, yeah, 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 definitely. And, and have it in Vegas—that's a perfect spot to have it in, man. I think on a Saturday, and it's on a Saturday. I thought it was on a Sunday. And it's going to be on Saturday. Oh. Oh, this is like old school. Vince McMahon doing old school pay-per-views on a Saturday. Okay. Okay. I I, I am all for it. Huh. I wonder why they push for Saturday instead of Sunday. I think there's some type of scheduling conflict that's happening. Um, not only within Vegas, but I think uh, WWE also has something mapped out as well. I think I we had some type of super show. Yeah, super show is happening on that Sunday. So, you know, they're doing a super show house show of sorts on that Sunday uh, in that area. But I think there was also something booked up on that Sunday also in Vegas. So okay. they have to compromise and um, do it on a Saturday instead. Oh, I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. And especially if it's because, I mean, technically we had that with WrestleMania being two nights. But still, to have it just as one night event, I'm with it. I'm with it. I, I'm. I have a feeling that it's going to be, you know what? I really feel like Saturday pay-per-views, Saturday nights, I kind of prefer that than Sunday night, I guess. You know, it's just, oh, it's like Sundays, I like, I'm t- like me personally, like I'm tired, I'm wrestling, like I don't really want to, you know, watch TV, a lot of stuff like that. But on, on Saturday nights, you know, I ain't out a lot. I don't do, I don't go out a lot like that, like I used to. So I guess for me, like I'm more, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm more comfortable with a Saturday night pay-per-view. You know, I don't mind keeping my butt inside and not spending any money on some, you know, careless stuff outside, you know, on a Saturday yeah. night. You know, but hey, I'm pretty excited. Do you what do you what do you think about um what was it? Uh what do you think about the the that the Charlotte and Rhea Ripley match, man? I thought it was Rhea's money, best for money match. in the bank? Yeah. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah, uh, that's their best match together, period. <laughs> uh, since um, Rhea made her main roster, um, full time main roster debut, uh, because you know I always felt like they have some clunky chemistry together. Yeah, uh, and they still kind of did watching that match, uh, but the crowd just took it to another gear. Like um, once the crowd, because 
initially when that match started, they were chanting for Becky. You're chanting for Becky Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I know that Charlotte, especially Charlotte being the big match woman that she is, uh, she was she was going to be like, fuck no. Like, I want to make sure y'all going to remember this match. And she and Rhea put on a, a great classic, man. Like, they, 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 I mean, as far, like, it's like one of the best matches of this year. It's probably, it's one of the best matches from that show, too. When, um, and when Rhea, she did that, uh, suplex counter. Yes. Where she, like, deadlifted Charlotte up for a suplex. Soon as she, they executed that perfectly, the crowd was bought in. Cause they knew that, that spot right there was going to make or break the match. It almost went and, wrong. Yeah, it, it almost, almost went wrong. It almost went wrong, but in a certain type of way, it was great because the whole time Rhea was able to still keep Charlotte from off the mat. Like that, like that was pure brutal strength right there. Like that was crazy how they almost botched that, but it it just looked like it was one of those things where she was like trying so hard to get her up, you know, for the for the suplex, but. And Charlotte kept on blocking it, but she was still able to block it while not touching the ground. Because so many times yeah. we see those type of moves or, or type of sequences happen, and somebody drops the other person, or you know, yeah, but yeah, or, or they fall over themselves right. because you know the weight is a little too much, right, you know, right, yeah. But once that spot came through, man, the crowd like they were bought in from there, and after that, you know, it was just. Big spot after big spot, big move after big move between the two, <laughs> and man, like Charlotte, man, that natural selection from the top rope. Oh yeah, I thought it was it right there. Yeah, and that that near fall nearly bought me in, bought me right there. I was hooked by that mat by that near fall. You know, it was a great match, man. Charlotte's awesome. Yeah, like, she yes. really is. She she did what she had to do to get them over, and um and get that match over, and it did. Later on, the very next night, she laid down for you know for Nikki. And, right, and, I did not and, see and that happen. Another put over, and she put over two women in twenty four hours. What how? Like what more can you ask for from her, man? I I did not see. I didn't think Nikki was going to win. You know, right away. I I really did not see that one coming. Like I was genuinely shocked. Why? Because you know, typically you know, money bank. You know, there's always going to yeah. be that one. But as we not also saw from the other the men's one, my man Big E, mm-hmm. man, my man Big E, I, I love it, I love it, I, I love it, and and I think you know what I guess what they're doing is that they I I guess they got two scenarios for the future as far as how Reigns is going to lose that title, you know. Yeah. Um. As a matter of fact, no. Now I think about it. Watch the Rock gonna come in and interfere in that like Biggie's gonna cash in on Roman Reigns at the Rumble. I think he's gonna do it at the Rumble, and and it would fall into my still fall into my 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 plan of what I think they're going to direction where at least where I think they should go if they're going to go to a Rock and Reigns match at at Mania next year. That's if that's still in the stars, but I can see where Biggie's like. Mm. I'm I'm cashing in, and it ain't gonna be no some like some surprise cash in. Like he's gonna take advantage at Reigns, like when he's already at the long match or anything like that. I think he's just gonna be like straight up. I'm cashing in, but I'm cashing in at the World Bowl. Like actually, still have a build up to that match because if you remember a few months ago on Talking Smack when Paul Heyman 
met up with, with, with Biggie afterwards. And Paul Heyman, gave a, he gave a great promo and, and, and a great outline of how much he believes in, in Biggie and sees so much greatness of him. And he kind of kept on talking to him like, you know you want to face Roman Reigns. You know you want to face him. You know you want to. And Biggie was like, you know, he was still like doing his intercontinental or, yeah, because he was an IC champ at one time, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was intercontinental makes- champ. Right, 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 right. So, so he was on, uh, he was on SmackDown. I remember, and then Paul Heyman, like he just gave, he just gave a great promo about just hyping him up and, and talking about his accolades and like, listen, man, I see this much great in you, but you're not going to be able to reach that until you do it by yourself and not as a tag team person. And it just, you can't go wrong. First of all, with the New Day, you can't go wrong with them. You really can't. You know, so. Um, I don't know. We may have, you know, we had Kofi Mania. We're going to have, you know, Big E do his thing, make it that title. And, you know, two thirds of uh, New Day have been, you know, major champions. You know, uh, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think Xavier Woods is going to become a major champion. But uh, but yeah, no, no. You, you I assume the United States Championship. Yeah. Yeah, he can still do that. I mean, he can still win a, a second tier t- a title. That that goes without saying. Yeah. You know, it's it's going to be intriguing to see how that goes, man. Very intriguing, man. But uh, but yeah, it, it's it's we on we on the ride, man. We 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 going straight forward to see how that turns out. Great, the crowds happy. The crowds are back. Um, you know, like I said, man. But now we're reaching those dog days of summer where things are kind of on a lull. Um, you know, outside of, as we was talking about earlier with the Olympics and, you know, um, it's just from the sports standpoint, yeah, it's just going to be a little bit on the dead zone, you know, for a couple of months, but then sooner or later football season is going to be back, man. And yeah, 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 yeah. You, you're right, man. I can't wait for the Premier League to start. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 You're talking about football. I'm talking about football. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Manchester United put the work in, man. So I got like a couple more weeks until that all plays out. They're already doing their um preseason games, getting themselves together. But it's a lot of shit happening, man. Like the sports, this sports thing don't ever stop for us, man. No, it don't. It don't <laughs> ever. It, it really don't, man. And you know, it, it's I. I'm hoping that you know the next two three months of you know, whatever, dog days of summer. You know, I think we all collectively as sports fans. I we do need a, a break, though. It's a much-needed break. It really is a much-needed <laughs> break. Like, we've been going balls to the wall for the past uh, year, almost two years now. year and a half now. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It, yeah, like I would say since July of 2020 till right. now, it's just been nonstop. Right, right. You know, so it's a much-needed break. And um, I also kind of want to touch on one more thing, man. Um, I saw I, – I finally saw that new Space Jam movie. and Oh, yeah. How did you, you feel about it, man? I, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Me too. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was a, it was a hard okay. It, yeah. I thought like, you know, it was, it was some fine fun, you know, and uh, – you know, not to not to try to spoil anything further, but you know the story. The story actually picks up really well, you know, towards the end. You know, because uh, I, I was like, 
man, because the first few minutes, you know, the, the, the acting is pretty terrible, man. Like, I, don't, I don't know how, how LeBron. <laughs> yeah. How, how, like, because it's just weird because, you know, he's actually not that bad of a character. No. You know what I mean? Because we've seen his commercials back then when he was much younger, you know, with the, the with the different personalities and the different family members that he had. Yeah. And yeah, that shit was funny. He was funny in that train wreck movie. Oh, you know? man. Man, but, yes. Like, but playing as himself, he's weird at playing as himself. <laughs> It's, it's like it's like these these, these, like these athletes are, are are terrible at playing them. <laughs> yeah, no, but see, because LeBron is you know the thing about LeBron, like LeBron is a humble dude. Like, it, it, I mean, obviously everybody knows the stuff that he does off the court. Um, you really can't ask for any. You can't ask for a greater ambassador of of just basketball in general. And. Yeah. It's like what you had mentioned in Trainwreck, man. His character in there, I loved it because you would think that you know if you're if you're a friend of a, of an athlete of, of the caliber of LeBron James, like the way his character was in there is like it was so believable because you typically would think any athlete would feel that way. Like, yeah, you know, they got all this money, but they still be in a cheapskate. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't yeah. want to foot don't want to foot the bill at at dinner. And then what? Then being an asshole, you know, playing a one-on-one, you know, game on the court, knowing damn well you're so much better than that. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> you know, the other dude, uh, the you know, the guy that played the doctor, uh, the sports doctor in there, um, Bill Hader. Uh, it, it was. I, I thought from to me, it was just a perfect character for him, and I. LeBron didn't do bad of an acting job in, in Space Jam. Like I said, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I loved the different little Easter eggs that were put in all throughout the movie. Um, if you're a comic fan, DC comic fan, you'll 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 have a, a little bit of enjoyment out of this uh, without spoiling much. Uh, but I think collectively, yeah, 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 the the whole the whole Warner Brothers library, yeah, was like unloaded on this. So you know, it's just a bunch of good fun. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, if you have not seen that movie, I, I would suggest watching it. I, I, I implore you to watch it. And, and keep in mind, people, and this thing kind of been bothering me all damn, all the whole time while this movie's been out, man. Like, it's a movie for fucking kids. It's a kid movie. Like, nobody want to hear your trash ass takes. You're being a forty or thirty year old person talking about, oh, well, this is not like the original. No shit, it's not like the original. Like you got jackasses like Skip Bayless, the, the number one jackass out there. Like, dude, <laughs> you're, you're on a damn morning sports show, and you mean to tell me you're going to start off the show bashing LeBron's act, ba- talking shit about the movies? Like, there's just some horrible, like, souls out there. There's some miserable people, and it's not just him. Yeah, like, man. It's just a bunch of people in general trying to compare. Like, stop trying to compare. Like, they're th- watch the movie hey, and then hey, you'll. Hey. Listen, the fir- original Space Jam, but that wasn't really intended for kids either, to be quite honest, man. If you can look back at it, there was so much fucking sexual innuendo throughout that film and right. adult themes within that film that you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck were we watching? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. As a kid, there was so many parts yeah. of that movie that I didn't understand at that yeah. Or it didn't click to me at that time, but now I watch it. I'm like, 
I feel like kids. I feel like kids of the day are going to feel the exact same way looking back at this movie in like twenty years or so. And that's normal, right. man. That's normal. But if you watch so. the movie, if watch the movie, don't don't make no type of you know analysis or try to be a, a critic without watching the damn thing. You know, I, I mean, granted, I ain't got no kids. I didn't watch it. I watched it by hmm. myself. Um, but I still it's actually it's, it's actually good you. you can watch it by yourself. It's actually you can, the only right. way you can watch it. It's pretty good. It's two hours though. It was interestingly like. I never would have thought they would have did a two-hour-long movie, but it actually did felt that felt like a two-hour-long movie after a while. Yeah, it did. It did. And, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I felt like it kind of, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I just felt like it kind of rushed at, like, the last 10 minutes or so. But, I mean, if you really paid attention, like, the whole plot of the movie, like, it, I mean, it fell in. It fell perfectly into the whole plot, of the, the, the arc it's of the movie. Your quintessential father-son story. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Like, that's, yeah, it, it's good. It's good. If I had a kid, I, I, I would tell him, like, hey, man, watch this and then watch the original one, you know, just just so you know, so just so you have an idea, you know, of, you know, how I felt when I when that original one came out. You know, so yeah. it, was, it was pretty good, pretty good. Another thing that I had watched um, – before we before we head out, that I, I I want you to watch. Um, I don't know if you have Showtime or if they're on or have access to their on demand um, thing, but um, I watched this documentary. It's a four part documentary, I think, um, about uh, the golden age of boxing in the eighties. Between uh, yes, I did see that. I, the, I Kings, that. Uh, the Kings, the Kings, yes, the Kings, yeah. I saw a trailer for that, but my stars, my um, Showtime app kept crashing. Uh, I was trying to watch the trailer too, but I do want to watch the documentary. So I want to, um, when I get the chance, um, I'll probably uh, log into my Showtime and make sure I have those documentaries for reminders so I can watch it during the weekend. Definitely, definitely. Um, so as far as if there's any suggestions, it's, it's sports documentaries is out there. Um, anybody that's a boxing fan or that's, that has heard of how, you know, the, that golden age of boxing, how it was back then. Uh, watch it, man. It's it's some pretty good stuff in there, and it's you know it's knowledgeable too. Like it, it's a good good touch on, on on boxing history. I mean, even though the product is shitty right now, but um, <laughs> for the most part, for the most part, it's shitty. I'm not yeah, gonna say all. Part. I'm not gonna say everything about it is shitty these days. There's some good. There's still some good fighters and, and still divisions, uh, weight classes, should I say, that that's that's making some great great boxing matches. But um, yeah. Yeah, if you want to be a history buff on that stuff, go ahead and watch that, man. But um, but uh, as we close this out, man, uh, any any last parting words you want to make out there to everybody? Uh, well, again, shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, for ending this NBA season on a high note, winning mm-hmm. and becoming you know champions. Uh, awesome, awesome work from Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh. Again, uh, shout out to, uh, well, I mean, a shout out to Lance Archer, man. He's now the New Japan United States champion. He beat Moxley. He beat John Moxley. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah, the Texas Death Match. Uh, I'll, I'll, um, uh, now, the title doesn't mean shit anymore now because of that. But Archer has been one of my favorite workers since, you know, his TNA days when he was known as fucking Dallas. <laughs> what a name! So, so he, but he won the title in his hometown. So yeah, you know, he's from Dallas. So, so uh, good for him. That, that's pretty cool. Um, 
again, um, uh, it's too, well, I mean, we'll probably have another, we'll have likely have another podcast, but before the season begins, but Premier League starts uh, in August of 15. Uh, I am ecstatic. Like, I mean, the shit just felt like it ended no more, no more than three months ago, and we're, we're already back at it. No new season. All and right. just had Euros like two weeks ago. So it's, it's, it's just so much that's happening. But yeah, man, um, it's not much happening. You know, I, I was back at home for Richmond. Too bad I wasn't able to see you uh, this yeah, past weekend. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it was hot as fuck. Uh, but it was fun. You know, it was fun to get to see my family again. So, you know, uh, shout outs to the family. That's great, man. That's great. Um, you know, I, I don't have much parting words myself, man. Just, you know, just... You know, like I said, we're we're in that dead period of sports, and um, you know, I feel like I'm still waiting for a lot of this music stuff to kick up, man. But I I think we're we're about to get to that time of the year where uh, I think the big guns from big artists are going to start coming out now, and um, yeah, and, t- and touring too, man, and, and festivals yeah. happening, and we're still in the pandemic, and that Delta variant is looking pretty strong, and I don't know how we're going to really get through this summer, but hey. Niggas are going to get rich or die trying. <laughs> Shout out to fifty. I gotta yeah. watch. I, I gotta watch that. I, I gotta catch up on the last Power series and then this new one now about him as you know raising as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I keep telling my mom, my girl, it's like this is a show about Fifty Cent before he became Fifty Cent in Power. Right, right, right. And I'm, in, of course, I'm personally going to be. You know, investing in it because of its location and being in Queens, South Jamaica, which is like ten minutes away from where I used to grow up in in in, in Ozone Park in Queens, um, home of Just Incredible. <laughs> oh wow, Pichu Plucko. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Don't don't Montoya. don't don't forget that. That's right. Um, for your ECW fans. Uh, but but yeah, other than that, man. Um, you know, just. Just gonna keep on trucking, man. Uh, like I said, I'm ended on a note once again, man. Uh, uh, shout props, shout out to my father, man. Uh, and hope we're praying and hoping everything. We're fighting with you, bro. And um, you know, you, you got a lot of supporters uh, um, behind your back. So, so we got you on that. So, other than that, um, drop your uh, Twitter, Instagram name, man. Before we we get out of this okay yes uh rappers or actors uh rappers capital r actors yeah that's a twitter handle discipline it's my uh, instagram but i I don't use that shit that much anymore i mean i'll be posting like story links to like what the music i'm listening to here and there but really you know if you want to get in touch with me just you know follow my twitter um yeah I, i just tweet about shit you know, gotcha. that, that's in my mind during the day. Uh, but, um, you, hey, you know, um, you might might find some writings coming for me in the, uh, the next few weeks uh, if I'm really feeling up to it. So awesome. Yeah. You get to see, you know, the stuff that I do also when, yeah. you know, I'm pretty good at doing that writing stuff here. And there. Yeah, yeah, man. That's your claim to fame, yeah. man. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> So um, I think it's time for me to at least uh, come out of my sabbatical again and uh, get some stuff going on. Awesome, awesome. And uh, my Twitter name is uh, Mo B. Knowing. Mo underscore B underscore Knowing. There is no G at the end. Um, Instagram, Corona underscore Mo. Um, last thing I've been, I, you know. I, <laughs> still, 
Still, man. I'm, I'm never giving up that name. I had that name before this damn thing became such a pandemic. Nah, nah. I'll always be Corona Mo. Always love my Coronas. But um, yeah. yeah I, I, I don't. I mean, I how how I speak on here, the stuff I be talking on here, is same thing. How I be talking on Twitter, uh, Instagram. I just post a bunch of pictures. I may post links to. I I have created a lot of playlists. Spotify, Apple, Title, uh, whichever ones you have. You know, if you are interested in any of my playlists, I just did a Caribbean uh, theme playlist on Spotify oh, and title the other day. I got to work on putting it on Apple um, soon. But uh, but yeah, uh, anybody needs a link to that. Hit me up either way. Don't matter. I'm very approachable and very available. So uh, with that being due, man, let's head out this man. It was great having another one of these episodes with you. And um uh, We'll see what what the world is going to unfold a uh, couple of weeks from now for the next one. Who knows? Yeah, man. Who knows, bro? All right, man. Once again, thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Uh, by all means, do not forget to share it. Um, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify. Uh, like I said, we're also on Google Podcasts, too, Apple. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Y'all stay safe. Stay blessed, everybody. Until the next time, y'all be good. Peace.